What's up, everybody? It's Sergeant Arredondo with the Under the Beret podcast. I'm super excited to have you join us as we've got some special guests joining us today to talk about mentorship. Um, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you can stay up to date on all the awesome wisdom and stories and um, special guests that we have joining us in the future. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. I'm super excited today uh, to talk about mentorship and joining us we have Master Sergeant Ponteberrios and Tech Sergeant Easley. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, before we actually get on the topic, I would love to invite both of you just to introduce yourselves really quickly so uh, the people listening in can, can get to know who they're listening to. So Master would you like to go first? Hello everyone, I am Master Sergeant Ponte Barrios and I've been here at the 633rd since March of last year. I reached my 14 years in the Air Force in October. I am super excited to be here and honestly, I'm just super humbled. I was just making this as a joke to be on the podcast, but I guess <laughs> I'm here now. Um, and I love mentorship. So this is something that I'm very passionate about as far as speaking to. So um, hopefully you guys can take something away from it. If not, then... Oh, I'm just, don't worry. I'm sure everyone will get something from it regardless. <laughs> There's no other option. Not when you have great voices like yourself speaking. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Easley. Thank you, sorry, PB. Uh, sorry, Easley. Go ahead and take it away. So hello, everyone. I'm sorry, Easley. I've been here about six months now. I've been in the military for nine years, just hit on September 3rd. Um, this topic is really like touching to me because mentorship is, it's like a way of life in the military. Like you have to have good mentors to keep you on the right track. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity. And thanks for having me on the Of course, the yes. I mean, and the recent uh, wing level Saijon winner, is that oh, correct? What? That is correct, yeah, so we're, Definitely excited to have some of your leadership and wisdom in here on the podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, and Sergeant PB has um, allowed me to stay back even when I'm not on her flight just to have some solid mentoring sessions um, and ranting sessions and crying sessions and everything as well. So I'm excited to have both of you on here to impart some wisdom. So uh, with that, like we said, uh, this episode is going to be on mentorship so the first thing we have to do uh, when we talk about mentorship is defining what it means so um, we decided not to go with the merriam-webster version of what mentorship is because we're going super informal just to um, talk from the heart so um, i'll open it up to both of you whoever would like to to answer what does mentorship look like what does that mean to you um, I think mentorship looks like um, taking that troop you have on flight or if, even if it's not your flight, someone that um, you see the leadership qualities in and you just start to groom them pretty much. Like you put them on that track and just start showing them the way. It's hmm. good. I guess for me, mentorship is like what he said, taking them under your wing. Um, it definitely does not have to be somebody who is within your flight. 
It can be with somebody who is not in your flight, not in your squadron. Um, I have had the opportunity during like networking and ALS, I've had people reach out to me and it is humbling, it's very humbling. As a tech school instructor, I've had people that would message me later on and I don't know, it's just, just being able to help people and being able to guide them is just something that, that fills my cup. So, mm. like I said, I'm super passionate about this. But I do have a question for you, Sir Easley. Ooh, put him on the spot. Ooh. Okay, go ahead. So, we're talking about having somebody who's on your flight or a troop that we see leadership qualities in. How do you feel about those that don't have those leadership qualities? That's a good question, Sergeant PV. So I think, I think mentorship. You can you can groom anybody. Honestly, like they don't have to just be that leader you see on your flight or that leader that's on a different flight. It can just be anybody. But they have to be willing to seek that mentorship out. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can go up to them and like, hey, pull them to the side, let's talk. But most of the time, mentors that I've seen is that person is going seeking that mentor. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking just from the you know, personal experience, you when you see people who are are solid leaders, or you see people who have characteristics that you want, whether it's in professional life on the job or um, personal life, there's there's something that um, makes you want to to be like that, to emulate that, and to embody it yourself. And um, you know that's where this whole whole thing comes in is taking that that leap from just seeing it and like wanting it to actually engaging and you know and and partaking and learning from it and then um you know we'll talk in a little bit about what that looks like for for both sides of it the give and take and the the sacrifice there as well so um awesome yeah i am uh, very excited about this one um i'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit so um sorry pb follow-up question you said you're super passionate about mentorship and about leadership um when did you first realize that that was something you were passionate about did it come from the position you were put in as a tech school instructor and then you kind of were um realized it there is it something you have always known you're passionate about when when did that come along for you honestly i have been super passionate about people from I would say growing up, just seeing how my parents were, um, more so my mom, uh, regardless of the situation, she was always ready to help. And that's something that I've always looked up to. And then I was in Navy Junior ROTC. So my mentor at that time was my, was the chief, chief ship, and she was, She was awesome. She was definitely somebody that I, some of her qualities I wanted to take into. And kind of like what you said, when you see people that have certain traits that you want to be able to emulate, um, those are things that I aspired to be. Mm -hmm. But I quickly learned being in the military that we find our own way of leading people. Mm -hmm. And we have that question in the feedback session where it's like, do you have a mentor? Do you have a wingman? No. And mine is always yes and yes. 
and you have to rate yourself if you're how are you as a mentor and that's some self-reflection that you have to do yeah, for, for me sure. it take it took me a while to see like okay maybe i am a mentor because i just generally like helping people and i like talking to people but i guess it's when you get those emails or when you get those conversations where it's like certain pb you've helped me so much and those aren't the things that i really try to strive for it's really just about the people like yeah. when they when you see them struggling or when you see them like you know just asking for help i just think it's awesome like just being able to come to the rescue <laughs> <laughs> yes you've definitely done that for me a few times <laughs> um thank you for sharing that um so I had a question um actually not a question just a, a statement i was as I was kind of preparing for the podcast um, and talking about um, how those relationships get started in mentorships, um, one of the things I was thinking about is how unique the military is specifically when it comes to the opportunities for mentorship. Like in the civilian world, you know, you, you go to a, a job and you don't necessarily have anything to be concerned about other than your job. Like obviously you wanna have positive relationships with people um, or you may be a supervisor, but um, outside of you know that nine to five, like you, you don't have an obligation to ensuring that person is a well-rounded human being pursuing better for themselves um, versus um, in the military when you're a senior airman or when you put on staff and as you promote, you're continuously getting more and more troops and more people that are assigned to you. And it's not just, um, hey, you have to ensure this person comes to work and do their job, but it's also, hey, you have to ensure that this person is pursuing something to better their education, is pursuing something to um, make their, their physical fitness healthier, is ensuring to um, making sure that their finances are taken care of and that they're not um, going into debt or making crazy decisions. So. Um, I just think it's really interesting that that's kind of the position you're, we maybe involuntarily get put in, but it's also such a great and humbling opportunity to um, mentor those underneath us. And, and you're going to have a wide range of people from, you know, your 18-year-old who has no life experience to your, you know, that time where you have that troop who's older than you and does have life experience in college and work. Um, and that's, you know, one of the other fun things about mentorship is it happens at all levels and you know so just a an interesting thought there but um on that note question i'll go to you sarn easily so um as you progressed in the military and when you look back to when you first started getting troops um do you feel that you were prepared to be a mentor just because you had troops assigned to you do you feel like you had the, the tools necessary or did ALS teach you the best skills or what what helped you to grow in your ability to mentor as you were kind of put in that position specifically with troops uh, what helped me to grow was my own mentor honestly like uh, pushing me in that direction showing me like hey this is really truly like this is what you do um, I think that helped me a lot as far as being a mentor and coaching my team to do whatever they need to do so or to get better in that case but um, I think that just comes from just like seeing 
your leaders or however, whoever your mentor is, just seeing how they operate and see how they like push their truth and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, first off, first being a supervisor, no, I was definitely not equipped with being anybody's mentor. So, yeah, um, I think that comes with like over time, though. Okay, so. awesome. Um, on that note, um, would you be willing to share just a little bit of like maybe an example of? Um, a time that you had to turn to your mentor um, for a situation that came up and that you maybe weren't prepared for or just to double check you did the right thing in a situation or get some guidance? Um, I mean, I turn to my mentors all the time, though. So as far as, uh, like, sometimes it's just like you guys just think about what you're going to do. If something comes up, opportunity or something like that, then I'll ask the question like, "Hey, what's your thoughts on this?" Or uh, this opportunity came up. How do you feel? How do you how do you feel that my career progression will go as far as this goes? Or how would that make me a better supervisor or a better leader? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's been a lot of cases that I've, that I've asked my mentors, especially Sarah PBT. <laughs> <laughs> She's a go-to mentor for a lot of people. Um, so, with that, Sarah PB, um, what do you? think is there a difference in um specifically in like having a mentor that you turn to and just having leaders around you that you can watch like what's that that separating line between someone who's actually like mentoring you and and uh just other people that you work with that you can turn to at any time if that makes sense i would say rapport in that relationship that you already have with your mentor um, when it comes I feel like for mentors you don't have to have that one specific person that you go to for everything mm. whether it's financial whether it's you know for your career path or just life in general like you can have multiple mentors yeah I have multiple mentors for certain things there's I have a mentor who's like super great with let's say writing um, I have a mentor who's like super great with spending plans um, it just depends and I would also say that as a mentee the person that's receiving that mentorship or you know that feedback they should be open to that candid conversation mm. um, I think the candid conversation and the willingness to listen and to learn should be there too because are you really receiving getting that mentorship if you're just letting the person that you're saying is a mentor just say those things and yeah. not actually acting on it so I think it's a communication piece in a relationship for sure I agree thank you um so what I'd like to do is uh, we can go around the room and um I just want to see what is one specific trait that you look for in a mentor like personally speaking um like for yourself, what is a, a single trait? Because obviously mentors have a, a plethora of good qualities about them, right? Um, but what do you specifically value the most and someone that you're going to be turning to for wisdom or guidance or advice or whatever it may be? I think for me it's honesty. Like you have to um, be just be honest. Just be honest with that person and give them that, that raw feedback. Like, um but the mentee, like Sergeant PB said, you have to be open to that communication and you have to take that criticism. Like, it's not gonna always be good criticism. So 
but you got to be open, be honest, and just have that two-way communication because it can go up to the mentor and then down to the mentee or vice versa. So, For sure. Yes, I agree. I had that one written down <laughs> as well. We, 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 um, I think honesty is one that we, you know, everyone can agree on is such an important one because without honesty, you're not going to have trust. You're not going to be able to have credibility with one another. And, and when, those, when those tough conversations do come, um, you know, who do you want the person that's going to just tell you what you want to hear or the person who's going to push you to be better, even if it's a little tough love, for sure. Um, so, PB, what about you? I think that, I mean, he took it. You both took it. <laughs> but I would say that genuine, being okay. genuine is super important to me mm. um, because I just don't like liars. Mm. Like, I Same. don't like it when people are just uh, saying things just to say it. I I do like the, the rawness and being genuine and that honesty. So, I mean, I think those two are the big, big two things. So, that's me. Nice. Thank you. Do you have something else? Oh, Sorry. gosh, for me? Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, that's a great question. I did not expect this one to be asked back. <laughs> um, I think for me, I value... Uh, diversity, like someone who's going to challenge the way I think because they have a different life experience. Um, I think I, one of my mentors is my, my brother. He was um, an E7 in the army. And then just in that alone, like getting perspective through army living and army standards, um, in and of itself is such a different world that it's like, oh, wow, I've never thought of it from this perspective. I've never thought of it, um, whatever the situation may be. Um, he also is someone who has a family. He's got a wife and kids. I don't. Um, so having that perspective when I'm looking at, you know, a task that needs to be met and he says, well, hey, you know, don't forget that there's people have a life with a family involved. Have you taken this into consideration? And it's times when I may be like, no, I haven't really today. So Definitely someone for me that I'm going to have as a mentor is someone who thinks differently than I do. That's important. Yeah. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Have you ever been in a situation where you are mentoring someone and they're, you know, maybe going into a situation where you're like, hey, that's probably not the best idea. Let's slow down. Let's think about it was have this alternative plan and then they disregard that advice and you see them step into something that you know is not the best for them and then re- how do you re-engage with them after to hopefully be like is it is it one of those I told you so moments or how do you balance that you know loving relationship where you can still continue to speak life into them while balancing you know that kind of I told you so experience I mean, it's life, right? We gotta figure out like our ways. So, like, if that does happen, then I mean, it'll probably be a I told you so moment, but (laughs) it'll be jokingly though. Yeah, out of love. Then we'll figure out the way forward after that, though. Mm. I'd say the same thing, and it also kind of goes back to what is that saying where you can bring the 
to the camel, the horse, to the water, but you can't force them to Make drink them drink, yeah. yeah. So all you can do as a mentor is, you know, guide them and provide. As long as you put your best effort in, right. all you can do is hope. Yeah. You're not going to be able to control all their situations or all their actions, but what you can do is control yours mm. and what you say to them. That makes sense, for sure. Um, and I think also, you know, something to, that's important to consider is when you're having these investment or relationships and mentorships is investing in it. Investing is much more than convenience. It's right. about sticking through those situations, right. the good, the bad, the ugly. It's about celebrating the victories and also um, being there for a person when they're down because that's when you have that opportunity to to speak life and to speak advice and wisdom in there. So um, investment's super important as well, um, which is also requires sacrifice, right? Right. Because we're all busy. Um, you both have families and personal lives and all that good stuff and hobbies outside of work right. um, that <laughs> I'm sure there's something, right? We all have something. Um, even if it's a pet, I have a cat and my cat Dexter keeps me busy. Um, but you know, like being able to sacrifice and come to the table with time, right? Even if that's all it is, whether it's a phone call or a text message or, um, you know, if it's a long distance mentor, those phone calls, FaceTimes, whatever, um, or if it's at work, stopping in, staying after a few minutes to talk and engage, um, that, that poor piece is super important as well. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, um, kind of transition. We've talked a lot about the value of mentorship and what it looks like. Um, so what would you say is your advice for someone who's kind of realized that they need some uh, mentorship in their life? They're wanting advice or wanting someone to turn to and um, whether it's career or in personal life, how do you think um, someone goes about finding mentors. Do you have any input? So I do have an input on that one, um, and it's going to be the my vector thing. Okay. But I would also say, when you're asking me this question, there was something else that I wanted to bring up, and it was how can, when does a member realize that they need a mentor? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. question. That's like, I think that's one thing that, it's, I don't want to say like I, I should give advice on, you know, how can you reach out for a mentor? But when will that individual know that they do need a mentor? Mm. Does it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or do you have an answer or are we roundtable no, like this? <laughs> let's roundtable it because that's, that's one of the things that I would like to get after. Because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I will say for, <laughs> for me, um, I think there's kind of two cases that I personally see happening and to answer that. And one is, um, you, you can only do so much on your own, whether it's, um, you know, you're due to lack of like you said, you don't know what you don't know, so you kind of hit this plateau of whether it's performance or whether it's knowledge or um, even satisfaction in the career or, or life, then 
you kind of get to a point where it's like, I know there's something more, but I don't know exactly what it is. But when you see it in someone else, so you have to um, be around people that are thriving. And then I think for when you when you have that culture set of productive people and thriving people, um, it's it's going to spur individuals to kind of have that wake up call on themselves where they go, oh, wow, there's something I'm missing that these other people have and I want it. Um, so I think that's kind of where I personally had my experience of um, when I was like in an A1C, um, I remember my very first ACA, I, my supervisor came to the dorms and uh, we we're in like the common area and talking about everything and I think it got to the question essentially asking like, what are your goals? And I remember being like, I don't want to be a cop, <laughs> which is very, you know, uh, not possible as being security forces <laughs> and not wanting to be law enforcement. Um, and so I kind of had that plateau moment where I was like, I've reached as much as I can do. I've got the certifications, but I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not content. I'm not thriving. Um, and then he, instead of shutting me down and saying, oh, well now you don't, you don't have a choice. It's what you signed up for. So come to work, check out your weapons and go on post. Um, he took the time to engage and say, okay, well, what does that mean for you then? Start thinking about how, while you are here, you're going to utilize your skills. You're going to utilize your, your gifts and your talents. Um, and it really did. It, it pushed me to, um, over the next couple weeks while I was performing the normal jobs, start saying, looking for opportunities to, um, utilize what skill sets I had. And, um, eventually I had a really awesome opportunity uh, to basically pitch an idea for a position back at my old squadron. Um, and through the advocacy and mentorship of that supervisor, I was able to um, pitch it to our chief and our commander, and they approved it. And I got to go essentially work this um, position that is not standard for security forces, not standard certainly for an A1C to be um, doing. But there was that moment where... Um, that first supervisor just saw something where I was at my limits of what I, my satisfaction and of my capabilities and took advantage of it to, to produce more. Um, so to get back to the question, I think when you realize that there's something more that you don't have um, and then just being able to not stop there and going, okay, I need someone around. So for the mentor side, creating that environment um, where when people get there, they know that they can turn to someone and then capitalizing on that. So. I like that. So I think it's just if that mentee or that person that's seeking out that mentor is just hungry. Like if you um, are just willing to fulfill yourself with whatever you want to achieve whatever you want to achieve to be honest so like you see these people like the saying goes like um winners hang around winners mm. so that culture usually breathes off on someone else so if you're around people that's like winning or doing whatever they're doing like in their career to be successful um 
that usually rubs off on some, on other people that's around. So I feel like if that keeps people around you hungry when you see them getting these opportunities or whatever the case may be. Mm. And I'll add one more thing to that too. And it was like the other facet of that. What I was trying to mention is I think there's also times when you don't realize you need it or want it. Like you aren't aware of it. And in those times it's like, you're not going to have a light switch moment necessarily that you engage with mentorship um because just through whether it's you know your upbringing or um you know the lifestyle you came from at home or how many you know people or cultures you were exposed to when you're put in this position um in the military as you're progressing like it may not come natural to seek mentorship it may not come natural to reach out to people so um I was actually joking with Sarn Easley about this before we started the podcast, but one of the things I, I really genuinely appreciate about how he leads and who he is as a person is um, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with him where he isn't throwing in a little tidbit of like, hey, have you thought about trying this? Or like, hey, you know, you could, that's super cool you're doing. What more can you do? And it's in such a, a way that's like not pushy and not um, demanding or like challenging or disrespectful. It's in a way of like, oh man, like maybe. It's like be, yeah, it's like, wow. Like I know just as a person with the way he talks and brings it up, like that he has good intentions and it's just so embedded in how he talks to you and how he engages with anyone he comes across. Um, and I've, you know, personally seen it several times where I'm over in, you know, the squadron working on some random thing for the training section and he's like oh so when did you uh did you get a part of five six yet are you part of uh afsa yet or you part of the defenders council yet and i'm like no i'm not a part of any yes <laughs> sorry easily like don't worry but you know and through even before i was ready to engage with those he planted that seed so um update for you sorry easily i'm officially a part of the five six so thank you for that um but yeah so if you even before people are ready if you have people who are willing to plant the seeds and and water them then when you when that person has that moment of breakthrough um there's so much that's already prepared that they can just kind of step into it and they also already know who those people around are going to be that they can turn to um so yeah i think sometimes you aren't ready until you are (laughs) that makes sense um but actually so i'm gonna spur another question before we wrap up um and this is one that i personally have questioned and i i often try and take the time to ask leaders around me because something that i struggle with personally is how do you balance um, the bandwidth of being able to mentor people because there's always going to be more people who need leadership or need help or need wisdom. So where do you find those boundaries within yourself to like at all? If so, is that something you struggle with um, of taking on new people to, to mentor or engage with? I think that if it's your passion to lead people or uh, whatever the case is, I think you'll find that balance. Like you can never like lead too many people or 
mentors me, people. Um, the mission will always get done, but we got to take care of the people first. So people are the number one asset. Mm. Ditto. Ditto. I like that. <laughs> I agree with it because if you take care of the people, the mission will take care of itself. Right. Um, I'm all about the people as much as I'm not even an extrovert. I just genuinely like taking care of people mm. um, because, and it's not that I didn't have it growing up. It's more so I've seen a lot of people around me struggle that we have a lot of people that are getting out of the military that, you know, the, re the retaining, retaining airmen is a big thing. Um, and they're finding better things outside the military. But if they stayed in, there's a lot of potential for them to be in. And I think just having that guidance and putting them in the right direction is very important. Um, and I lost track of what the question was. <laughs> no, that's okay. I think you did. <laughs> don't put mine in Perfect there. <laughs> for answering that. Thank you. All right, cool. So um, if you don't mind, we were getting ready to talk about my vector. I, we, me and Sergeant PB, for those of you listening, um, I brought this up the other day when we were talking about opportunities to find mentorship within the military and what programs are available. And Sergeant PB was mentioning my vector. And so I, I asked if she could elaborate some more on the podcast for those of you who don't know that this is an available resource and what it actually is. Because sometimes uh, in all the infinite resources we have, it can be a little hard to find the right one. So um, would you mind sharing a little bit about so what's crazy about my vector is it is something that I've talked about in the schoolhouse and it's something that kind of started before the schoolhouse. I would say, I don't know, don't quote me, I don't think this is the definite answer, but it was definitely 2015-2016 timeframe with my vector. But now it's starting to get that light on, you know, you can find your, you can see all the documents when you attach yourself or when you seek a mentor. And what I was telling Sergeant Ardondo earlier is that it does not have to be somebody within your career field. It can be somebody who kind of has the same lifestyle as you. They have kids. They don't have kids. Um, you just have to take the time to actually fill out your, your information and what you want mm -hmm. in a mentor. And they'll be able to pair people together or you can seek out those specific people as well. I really like it because when you do records review, you don't necessarily have to go back to the person and say, hey, send me this, this, this. You actually have access to all their information. So, so their past EPRs, yes. their SURF, their all that good stuff. Yes, but you have to be true to what you're putting in your, your bio because you can only put, you want to, if you're seeking for advice or mentorship, you want to be true with what you were putting out there. So. Well, that's awesome. I personally have not used it yet, but after our conversation, um, I'm excited to look into it. And who knows, maybe Sergeant Easley or Sergeant PB will be getting a <laughs> mentee request through my vector soon. So um, awesome. Well, I want to say, first of all, thank you both for um, joining today and just sharing what you have and um, the wisdom you have, the knowledge, and, and more importantly, the passion. Because I think what we talked about, if you have that 
culture um, that sets the, the stage for mentorship, then it's gonna it's gonna naturally happen. It's gonna naturally evolve. Um, so you both have been awesome mentors to me, and I look forward to many more adventures and opportunities to learn from you both. Did you just call me a mentor? I, Stop. you know, I don't think <laughs> we'll cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, wait, wait, I do want to add something. Oh goodness. Okay. What's the difference? Can you? Is there a line between mentorship and coddling? Oh, that's a good question. We'll go first. Do you have a thought? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I think, I, think um, go, I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier, honesty is where that kind of separation comes. Um, a mentor has your best intentions in mind and is willing to to say, hey, I think the path you're on isn't necessarily the best one for you. Um, or, hey, I see what you're doing. I think it's it's great, you know, but like, let's, let's think about some of these other things to get you more balanced or well-rounded or whatever it may be. I think um, someone who's, who's going to coddle an airman is, is doesn't have their actual long-term best intentions in mind. They're just trying to give them momentary satisfaction or momentary validation or gratification. Um, so thinking long-term about that person is what I would say the difference is. I agree with what, that. What's going what's gonna to push them in the long end to be better. And also think about what's going to turn that person into a mentor themselves. What's, what's going to, there's this quote um, I heard years ago, and I have no clue who it's by. So if you ever figure it out, feel free to let me know so I can attribute it to them. But essentially, it says something along the lines of um, this generation's goal should be to have the next generation start on our shoulders and build up. They shouldn't be starting at the same ground level we have, where that we're at. So we're building a platform so that their starting place is, is at the end of what all we've worked for. Um, and I think that's just kind of the part of the difference in mentorship and, and coddling, so to speak, is, is setting someone up with everything you have to carry that torch and then go impart wisdom elsewhere and, and right. go and make mentors themselves and um, continue to make a better work environment, personal life, family life, um, and share that versus just trying to band-aid a situation and let it end there. So. I like that. I agree. Thanks. Yeah. Well, any other last great departing wise words or questions that we want to leave the people with? Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you all for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And stick around for our next podcast. And we'll see who's going to join us for that and what wisdom they'll be able to share.